listening to the Broadcast Basement On Demand Radio Network. It's the podcast in the Broadcast Basement. Broadcastbasement.com. The EP Podcast. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found and always at the EPPodcast.com. All right, normally I would tell you to belly on up to the nine-foot homemade oak bar and pour yourself a cold one, but we're doing this show mobile at a couple of different events that happened uh, last week in Evergreen Park. And as we kick it off, we're at the American Legion Car Show that occurred on Saturday. And I am going to tell you all about, first of all, the First National Bank of Evergreen Park, our proud sponsors. And Rocio Medina is standing here next to me. Rocio, you're uh, relatively new with the uh, First National Bank of Evergreen Park, correct? Correct. I've been there now for a few months, yeah. uh, but I've been overall with Wind Trust for going on nine years. And you're out at the car show. This is your first Legion car show. This is their second annual one, your first one, huh? Correct. It's, it's exciting. We do a lot of things with the Legion, and we have a pretty good relationship with them, and this is wonderful that they're... They have us out here today. You guys are putting me to shame with the swag. Like, normally I hand out the koozies and I got the bottle opener keychains and people go nuts for them. And I feel like you've upped your swag thing now when you sit next to my table because you got white socks and Cubs flags off the cars and gift baskets. And I don't. I don't have any of these bank suckers like the big giant basket here that I keep running over and eating out of. Okay, you guys are killing me today. Hey, you can never have too many chip clips. No, definitely. <laughs> Stress balls, everything, you know, we love seeing everybody with our merch, so definitely something to be proud of here. You're over at the iconic building over at 95th and Pulaski. Remember, if you open an account online, one of their their, their regular checking accounts, I want to say, you get the $300 bonus. Uh, you got to open it up online at bankevergreenpark.com. If you sign up for that, you get the free ATMs. And which I've had explained to me before, but correct me if I'm wrong, because I always want somebody to back me up when I say this. That means if I walk in to some ridiculous place where they got an ATM with a fee on it and they're ripping me off, you guys pay the fee. That's how it makes it free. Correct. We don't charge you to use anyone's ATM. And if they charge you, no matter what the fee is, go ahead and accept it. It's going to come out of your account today, but we reimburse you those fees unlimited nationwide the following day. So if you use five ATMs today, whatever those fees are, tomorrow you'll see credits right back for those fees. You got a brand new online banking app too, which I was trying out the other day. Pretty cool. Correct. It was very exciting. July 18th, we upgraded. It's a lot cleaner, smoother. Everything, you can pay your bills, take a a picture of a check and deposit it that way. We have Zelle, you name it, it's on the app. That's awesome. Well, enjoy your time at the table here. This is the easiest sponsorship read I've ever had to do because Rocio was sitting here able to tell me everything. I, I should have you over at the show. You just do the first, like, two minutes with me every show. It'll make it easier for me. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll take the basket of suckers. How many of those suckers do you eat a day? Honestly, like, give me give me an honest count. How, on average, somebody who works inside the bank, how many bank suckers do you consume in a given day? Because I would eat at least 20 of them. Honestly, probably more than we would like to admit. <laughs> Right? Oh, my God, no. And then now Mary has a bowl of chocolate, so. You you try all the flavors. You're like, well, I got to have root beer now. And when I'm done with root beer, I'm going to have pineapple. And then I'm moving right back to cherry again, which is still my favorite. Yes, no, no, definitely. Thank you so much for having us. First stop I'm going to make here as I move through all the cars is going to be Eric Herrera. He's a veteran. He wrote the uh, Bomb Hunter story. He's been on the EP podcast before, and he brought out the Humvee. Is this one of the beeline things that the kids make at these car shows? They run right up to this thing? Because it's a real Army Humvee, isn't it? Oh, yeah. It's a authentic Humvee. I remember coming to car shows with my dad, 
uh, I loved cars, but you know, you drag the kids to the car show, and the one car that the kids love is love to come in and sit down. I mean, they're kind of unsure whether they could jump in or not, but no, you could jump in it, have a good time, take pictures. It's the highlight for the kids and for also the older people too as well. So take me through this. What kind of Humvee do we have here? What do we uh, tell me? Tell me a few cool features that are on this thing. So it's an '86. Uh, came from the Ohio National Guard. It was the commander's vehicle, so it never got driven. Uh, it has 11,000 miles on it, which is nothing for an 86, but it has an 07 engine. So even that 07 engine, it's not even that much. Runs like runs like a charm for military standards, but uh, no, it's a great ride. It's all metal. I mean, that's the first thing I would say. I mean, it's the everything in here is just metal that is in the same desert color as the outside. It's on the inside. You got some cushions where the seats are. Uh, you got a steering wheel. You got a you got a brake. You got. I mean, basically, you may have customized a few things. It looks like you put cup holders in there, uh, but you also still have. I, I see you got like there's a spot over there next to the passenger seat where you can still put a rifle. I mean, you don't drive around with one of those in there, but you like that's what it used to be used for over there. No, I still got the M16 uh, mounts for the driver. Uh, it doesn't fit with me because I'm too big, but. Uh, <laughs> Uh, no, it's all aluminum, actually. Oh, okay. The hood is fiberglass. Uh, they used to jump these out of planes. So if uh, troops needed a Humvee or a vehicle or so any You could parachute this sucker in. Yeah, you could parachute this out of a... Maybe next year we do this at the car show. We parachute it into the American Legion lot. Yeah, if you get an AC-130, yeah, we could do that, right? <laughs> we could parachute it right here, no problem. So, I mean, yeah, it's, it's actually lightweight compared to other vehicles. You'd think it is heavy, but it's all aluminum. Uh, it's the- crazy to me because you're telling me, okay, all aluminum. Are they like this when you're over in combat too? Because it would seem to me like you'd want something that would be a little bit sturdier for when they're shooting at you. Well, it's an 86, so yeah, Desert Storm. Okay. Uh, wasn't as much as when I was in Iraq. We had up-armored vehicles. So you had ones that were like a little thicker when you were over there. So yeah, we had what, the windows were maybe two, three inches thick. Yeah. So it would be extended out even more than what the side mirror is. So yeah, it's uh, it's Desert Storm vehicle. That's what they GM did for the military at the time. And, uh, yeah, just jump out of planes, and that's what it was used for. So when you're driving this down the street, does it fit in the lanes? Because it seems to me like you got to be perfect to keep it in between the dotted line and the yellow line. Oh, yeah, we are got to be between the lines. Otherwise, <laughs> it definitely will not it's fit. It's close, isn't it? Oh, it's close. Well, no, no one's going to come near me anyway, so they're a little yeah, bit avoid scared. You. I'd avoid you. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I pretty much got my own lane when I drive down the street. No one comes near me. <laughs> it's just uh, everyone asks about it. And love telling stories about it and giving a perspective on it. All right. Well, if you missed this, uh, trust me, Eric brings it out every once in a while for events. Uh, he loves showing it off to the kids. I think that you get a lot of joy out of that. And uh, make sure if you have not checked it out before, he's talked about it on the show before, a bomb hunter's story uh, written by Eric about his experiences over in Iraq. It's a really great read. I think it's cool that you have this and you like sharing it, man. I appreciate it. Oh, that's what it's all about, uh, especially taking it to the car shows here, finding veterans that reminisce old times and telling stories, even with their own family members when they come. Right. It's got a great spot to put everybody's beers back there, too. It's like a built-in bar on the back of it. Oh, yeah. You just hang out like it is a bar. <laughs> Might as well get at one of your stools and just prop yeah. up. I'm going to come back here later and stand at this bar. One, two, three. How many feet is it? Nine. How many feet is it? Nine. How many feet is it? Nine. It's the homemade nine-foot oak bar. How many feet is it? Nine. 
How many feet is it? Nine. How many feet is it? It's a homemade oak bar. We're down here drinking at the homemade nine foot oak bar. And I know you were, wish you were here and not so far away from the homemade nine foot oak bar. Is it leak? Is it teak? I don't know, but it's not redwood, it's oak, you know. It's a how many feet is that? Nine. How many feet is that? Nine. How many feet is that? Nine. It's a homemade nine foot oak bar. I said, how many feet is that? Nine. How many feet is that? Remember, if you're looking for the absolute best and authentic Mexican-American food, you can find it just outside of Evergreen Park at Americano's Restaurant, 111th and Western. With their incredible selection of gourmet tacos, you can mix and match, get a big platter for the kids and the family. They have all the sides and fixings as you get the steak, the brisket, the chicken, the pork, the fish and shrimp, the elotes and poblano, even that pork belly taco and so many more. The big, beautiful bar with an extensive selection of tequilas, whiskeys, beers and wines. And don't forget to try that Cadillac margarita, all premium and fresh squeezed ingredients. In fact, they are doing margaritas all up and down Western at all those different restaurants. And you got to get into Americanos to try the best if you're doing that. Stop in for lunch, date night, or bring the whole family anytime. Catering options and more available at AmericanosRestaurant.com. Visit them today, 11060 Southwestern Avenue. We're going to get back to the car show in just a little bit. But first, we're going to go back in time a little bit to Thursday night last week. Klein Park, Circle Park if you're nasty. Picnic in the park. They had the food trucks lined up there. I think there'll be a lot more next year. Some of those food trucks that didn't want to show up because they weren't sure if Evergreen Park was going to come out. They had well over a 1,000 people in that park on Thursday night. You folks did not disappoint if you missed it. Don't worry. I guarantee they're going to do that again. Great music out there and an awful lot of fun. Check it out. All right, picnic in the park. I got Mark Marzullo with me. We're out on a Thursday night. First time that they've ever done this here in Evergreen Park. Uh, it, it's similar to Day in the Park, except I kind of like this. It's more laid back. You've got pretty much all of Klein Park or Circle Park, as people call it, filled with people in blankets, sitting in chairs, walking around, hanging with their neighbors. It's a pretty good, solid first time event, huh? You know, I was very surprised. You know, uh, the mayor came up with this idea, talked to a lot of people. You know, food trucks are the big thing now. The food trucks came, brought other people out. I'm looking around here, and we must have a 1,000 people, 500, 1,000 people in the park on a Thursday night. What a wonderful thing for our town. This is beautiful. This is beautiful. You need more food trucks on next time. I know what the reason was, and I talked about it with the mayor already, is that, you know, some of these food trucks, they want, like, a guarantee. Well, if they saw this crowd, they'd be here. I think next year you're going to you're gonna go bigger and better. I think the food trucks that said we want a guarantee and did not decide to come chose poorly. <laughs> these guys over here, they chose wisely. They're making money out yes, here. they're I mean, smiling big in the food trucks right now. <laughs> All right, so how's everything going in the village? We haven't caught up in a while. I mean, uh, any, anything new and exciting that uh, you can tell me? Well, uh, Norm doesn't want to play trivia ever again because I wax him too bad. He won't even come on the show anymore. Oh, he's, you know, he's... He just keeps telling me, like, I'll be on next week, and then he cancels. I've had 12 cancellations in a row over 12 weeks with that guy. He's the busiest guy I know. Just ask him. <laughs> 
No, everything, you know what, we have, you know, last time that we got together, you know, there hasn't been much going on. Uh, we're still waiting for the uh, Subaru dealership on the 95th Street to, you know, they're pushing a lot of dirt around, but a lot of permits, MWRD stuff. And uh, we had that new law office open. It's uh, the Scannell Law Office. Beautiful job over there. And uh, a couple other things in the hopper, but, you know, we're... Uh, Macy's is opened up in the playoffs. The Macy's thing. Now that's exciting. I, I was I was reading about that. That seems like it's like a it's a first time adventure for them as well because it's going to be a store plus like an online pickup thing. So Macy's is using Evergreen as a test market, and I've noticed that now over the years that Evergreen is one of these places that a lot of businesses like to use as a test market. We've we've had like things come in and they go will this work evergreen's got a very good demographic range it's got a good location it's just outside of chicago easier government i would think to work with because it's a a small town more than it is a big city and they try out their stuff here i, I think you guys got lucky with that one but also it evergreen was attractive to them uh, you know there's some over the years there have been a lot of businesses that said you know we don't want to do business in evergreen park they didn't think too highly of us and there was, a, I'll give you one example. There was a grocery store chain at Mayor, Se uh, not a chain, independent grocery store. Mayor Sexton was trying to recruit where Pete's was at. They said, no, Evergreen Park, no, we don't want to go to Evergreen Park. Well, Pete's moved in there and you see what Pete's does. We're a very pro-business community and when these businesses come in, they're always successful. So this is a good launching platform for their, for their models and it seems to be like, oh my gosh, it's working great. How does that come together with Macy's? Is that something where it's just for sale? Is that something that you guys reach out and try to find places? Like, how does that how does that start and finish? Well, the developer had, you know, when that whole project went down, Carson's was the anchor. And when Carson's folded their tent, um, it was an empty store. So the developer was always looking for a high-end tenant. And we always would say, listen, we want somebody in that building, but we don't want any garbage in that building. We don't need any more dollar stores. We don't need any of that kind of stuff. We've already got enough of those. And they would call up and work with the mayor and say, how about this? And the mayor would probably, you know, eh, maybe. But when we heard the Macy's name, we jumped all over that immediately. You say dollar store. I heard the one up there on 95th Street had to shut its doors again because something with the roof. They've got issues over there. They need to address that. It's uh, safety issues and the village is working on it. We don't like to shut any business down. but And we try to work with them. And right now the village is working with them to see if we can get them up and running again. Businesses right now that you guys are types of businesses that you're kind of looking at? Are there are there some that are off the top of your head? You're like, we're looking for this. We're trying to figure it out. Because I know you did the survey. Right. I know the mayor was talking about you got the results of the survey. You know what people want. Is is that like the focus right now is trying to address that survey? What the mayor's done is formed some new committees with people, the economic committee, development committee that she's formed. And we're coming up with her ideas. Uh, you know, is your favorite thing and my favorite thing. We said, we need a brewery, we need a brewery, we need a brewery in town. You we know? sound like a bunch of drugs when well, we say that. Well, you know, we think differently. <laughs> but there's been a wide range of uh, wide range of things that people were, were interested in. And um, and part of the commentary was, you know, when they talked about food trucks and things like this. And, and, and we've taken some of the ideas from the, from the citizens, and it's worked out marvelous. And it's some of the ideas they have, we'd love to have a uh, uh, Neiman Marcus and some of the high-end stores. But they're very tough to get sometimes. But... We always have businesses looking at us, want to be in our town because of success they see of the other businesses. So what are you doing this summer? What has what what a Mark Marzullo Village trustee done with his summer? I know you're just not wandering around the park. I know they don't keep you locked up until there's an event. What do you, what do, you do for fun in the summer? What I do for fun is hang out a little bit. I, I, you know what? 
I've literally, I see you all the time near a beer tent. I'll be honest. I, I saw you at Redeemer's Carnival. I see you here. I live in Evergreen Park my whole life, okay? So I know every nook and cranny in town. And uh, my enjoyment is having my grandkids come over, come over to the park, play here, take them down to Pappy's. Uh, it's a simpler time for me than when the bar, when Bleakers is open and Panthers is open. I spent a little time there. Uh, but my enjoyment is hanging out with the kids, seeing these young families. Like, I look around here tonight, the young families with their young people keep on moving in this town. This is what it's all about. We're here to promote our village so young people move in. And, and, and I hope 100 years from now, more young people, more young people. And we want to keep this town the greatest place to live and raise a family. And by looking at the park tonight, things are working out. And the parks are a big thing. I've heard the mayor wants to use them more often. And here you go. You got a picnic in the park. You got a huge crowd. You got a bunch of people out on a Thursday. I mean, do these people have jobs? What are they going to do tomorrow? I think that there's going to be a party all night. You're cutting it off at 8 o'clock. I think a lot of backyards are going to be busy. I think this was the greatest idea ever in the beginning. I said, Thursday, now you got to be kidding me. But on the weekends, everyone's got to go, you know, you got younger kids, you've got baseball, you got soccer, you got a million things to do on the weekend. So sometimes on the weekends, it, you, just, you just don't get the crowd you need. The mayor decided to do this on a Thursday night, and I'm telling you what, even I was like, Thursday night, wow. And now I'm looking around and go, wow, what a great idea, Mayor. That's awesome. Mark Marzullo is one of your village trustees. He's always nice enough to jump on the EP podcast. Uh, go back and enjoy yourself a little bit more, my friend. Chris, thanks for everything. And again, thanks for everything you do for our village. Uh, guys like you are promoting our village, seeing the good things and spreading the word. That's why Evergreen's a great place to live because we got so many great people in this town. Look at all those people in this great suburb driving down 95th and Ked Z. What a great place. It's called Evergreen Park, but we know it better as the EP. We're known for more than just the Unabomber. Remember Ted Kaczynski? You guys might even remember that big old rooster on 95th Street. It's all part of EP's history. So listen up to the EP podcast. You might B, asking why, because we talk about all things and we celebrate all the great things in the 60805. It's the EP Podcast, all things Evergreen Park. It's the EP Podcast, Evergreen Park. We're getting back out to the car show in just a moment. But first, I want to remind you that one of the great businesses along 95th Street that is there to help you stay in your home and stay independent, Hyatt Home Medical Equipment. Big brand new showroom. They've been in Evergreen Park for a long time, but they can service you even better now. Anything from diabetes treatment, an extra oxygen tank for around the house if you need that. Do you need a CPAP machine? Not only will they fit you with the best one for you, but they have testing rooms as well. Ramps for outside, chairlifts from the first to second floor, you name it, they handle it, and you got somebody right here in the neighborhood to talk to if you have any questions. Remember, if you mention the EP podcast, you get money off, plus they work with your insurance. Check them out online at hhme.com or stop in and see them. 3518 West 95th Street, in Evergreen Park. Your E 
EP Podcast Bulletin Board brought to you proudly by Cool Clouds Vapor Shop. Quitting smoking is hard and Cool Clouds wants to give you an alternative. Remember, they have that big taster bar inside their location right here in Evergreen Park and CBD products to boot. Check out all they have to offer at CoolCloudsVapor.com or stop in and see them at 3837 West 95th Street in the EP. There is a great one-day trip that the Office of Citizen Services is offering Tuesday, October the 18th, where they're going to visit the homes of Frank Lloyd Wright, Ernest Hemingway, Chicagoland Gangster Sites, but you have to sign up by the end of the day, the day this episode comes out, Monday, August 15th. Stop into the Community Center, 3450 West 97th Street, for more details. There are some upcoming free summer concerts you might want to check out. 6 p.m. Circle Park on Sunday, August 21st. Rick Lindy and the Wild Ones Band is going to be out there. And do not forget Rich Daniels and the City Lights Orchestra. Rich has been on the show before. Maybe we'll get him back over here before that show, 5 p.m., On Monday, September the 5th, that is Labor Day in 50 Acre Park, 91st in Rockwell, and right after that show, fireworks in the park. Remember our good friends over at Sid Sauce, grow their peppers right here in Evergreen Park, and take their locally sourced food, package it up, and bring it to your door if you're in Evergreen or a five-mile radius around it. Small batch flavor-packed hot sauces make everything better. I swear by them. It's the only place I get my hot sauce from. Check out all they have to offer at SidSauce.net. And the next event that's happening very soon, Glenn Panuski on a recent episode talked about it. Remember, you can get every episode on demand anywhere podcasts can be found and always at the EPPodcast.com. A type-in and tune-in Saturday, August the 27th from 1 to 4 p.m. at the Evergreen Park Community Center. No entrance fee casual meet and greet with some light refreshments. They are going to be checking out vintage typewriters and collectors are going to be bringing them in and also LPs and record players. It's kind of a a cool little way to spend a Saturday afternoon. They're doing a movie matinee with three hours of classic short comedies right there at the event. For more information, give them a call 708-422-8776. You have something for the bulletin board, reach out to us through the eppodcast.com. We now head back to the car show at the American Legion. Check out some cars and hear more about what the Legion has been doing this summer and what's coming up very soon. I'm trying to find some of the cooler cars here as we walk along. We just came from the uh, the Humvee, which uh, Eric brings out, and I love that one. Uh, this one here I did not see at last year's uh, auto show, uh, car show over here at the American Legion, I don't believe. What's your name, man? Uh, Joe Saltis. Joe, how are you? My name's Chris, and uh, I love your car. I feel like it would have been in the Dick Tracy movie, something like that. Like, it's, uh, it's red. It's got all kinds of curves on it. It's the kind of car that I wish I was born in a different era because I could have driven this, and I would have loved it. It's small. I mean, I don't know how you fit four people in it but it looks like they could have what, what kind of car is this so it's a 1935 ford tudor t-u-d-o-r model 48 so it was more like the business style car that you could put people in the back seat okay so i mean like who would drive this kind of a car because sometimes like people bring something out and they'll be like oh this is a this is a rare car so not a lot of people had it or this is a standard car or this is something only the rich would have back then what would what where would this fall this would be a standard model where people can drive it and it 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 was just a get around car it wasn't something for long distances because it doesn't really have a trunk um but 
it was just like your normal commuter car. You know, it reminds me of like when you see like old time, uh, like almost like I, there should be a surfboard on the top of it and they're driving down the beach, right? Am I wrong about that? Not with this car. Not with this car. No, no. This is, this is more your classic car that you would drive out to really cool places and stuff like that. It's, it's got the white wall tires. I like that. Yeah, yeah. We tried to make it really kind of a classic style. My great-grandfather was a bootlegger during Prohibition, so we kind of made homage to him yeah, well my, my my grandfather used to cover his face every time the police went by he was italian from chicago so i'm pretty sure he might know he might have known your great-grandfather i don't know he might have <laughs> wanted to kill him so i mean, <laughs> I mean he was he was notorious number nine and oh, and during the prohibition era so and matter of fact his right hand man was the guy that brought the thompson machine gun to the gang wars during that time look at that look at what i'm learning here while i'm standing here all right so upkeep of this car I mean, what's it like? I mean, is this, is this is this a labor of love? Is this like, uh, thank God, there's the internet, so you can actually find some of the pieces now? How do, how how much work did you end up putting into this? Well, just recently, I put a new engine. It's a 350, 380 horse, small block Chevy in it, which is not stock, obviously, and it it's a Chevy motor and a Ford. And then we have an well, that's sacrilege. Right, right. But for both sides, no, not really, because <laughs> really, when you think about it, it was just easier to get parts. They were cheaper. And the reliability was much better, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, and then we also put an overdrive trans in it, rebuilt the rear end. So everything underneath has just been pretty much done. Um, and it, it's just, it's for really cruising. We go long distances. We go five, 600 miles with it. And uh, we actually enjoy it. When you sit in a car like this, uh, do you find with the modern cars that you're sitting lower than everybody else? Does it, does it feel awkward with some of the beasts that are on the road when you're riding along? Uh, this car is very, very much narrower. If you've noticed that everything tapers up and the fenders are on the outside, where if you look at another car, the fenders are pretty much enclosed and the car's wider. Right, right. So this one, yeah, you do feel like you're in a smaller, like a VW. Thanks for sharing it with us. I appreciate it. Thanks for coming to the show as well. Nah, thank you. All right, this is kind of a fun show because uh, everything that's on this episode is done mobily. Uh, we went to Klein Park. And we did their whole thing with the food trucks, and we're at the American Legion for their second annual car show. Bob, tell me a little bit about what uh, what the plan was today. And it's bigger this year, isn't it? Absolutely. Uh, last year was our first year. We kind of threw it out there and uh, just played with it. This year we did a lot more planning, a lot more advertising. And uh, if you look at the parking lot, we got probably 50, 60 cars here. Yeah. So really nice. I mean, some of these cars, too, are really cool. Like, I remember last year, you had, you had some neat ones. You got some 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 new ones here that I didn't see last year. Uh, of course, Eric brought over the uh, the Humvee, and the kids love that. They run up to it. And, and like, I, like I told him, it's turning into a bar on the back of that Humvee because it's just like a fun place for guys to hang out. So it's becoming that over there. But, I mean, like, you, you brought them in here this year. And we have it set up. It's bigger and better than it was last year. I mean, you learn from the year before when you start doing events, huh? Every year that you do something. As soon as this was over last year, I was writing down the pros and the cons. And I've been planning this for a year with our, our other members, how I wanted this done, how I wanted to lay out, and everything, even the weather helped us out today. Yeah, I was just going to tell you, you planned the weather out here mid-70s, you know, and it's not, you're not baking on the, uh, on the, uh, in the parking lot on the blacktop, although my kids would be a little annoyed with you if that's what you did because we just got a brand new pool and it's been cool all week. Like, I put a pool in. 
and it dropped to 70 degrees in August for a week. Just put a heater in it. They'll jump in. Yeah, yeah, that's great. I had more money after I bought the pool. Yeah, that gas, sounds great. Gas heater. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so so you're doing the, you're doing the grilling. You got the you got the uh, the beers out here. You got the the pops. You got a lot of camaraderie. A lot of people walk around talking, having a good time. But the thing that I really like that you do is the popcorn and the snow cones for the kids. Yeah, they got, run right over there, and it's just like the face painter. Yeah. Popcorn, snow cone for the kids, you know. Uh, You're camping that over there. That's what I think is really cool. You know what? The American Legion can afford that. You can afford the popcorn and the snow cones. This is a free event. You know, you don't have to pay no registration to bring your car in to show it. Bring it in again next year. I mean, that's how we get people to come back. You, you know what? You're going to get... Uh, you're gonna give up a lot of free snow cones with the Lanuti kids over there. They're just—they're over there getting every flavor. That's fine. That's fine. You know, like I said, everybody—the American Legion is open to the public. We are open Monday through uh, Saturday till two in the morning, from eleven, and Sunday till midnight. So you know, come by. Something's going to be going on here every weekend. We have another show coming up in uh, September. We're gonna have the uh, an Elvis dinner. I know, and you're doing that in your that big room that you have in the back. People forget that that's been redone in recent years. Yep. They can rent that out for events. It's really nice back there. Uh, we've already been talking about the Elvis performer coming in. You got a pretty big name coming in here, don't you? Oh, yep, yep. He's big. He's he's all over the South Side, Joe Toronto, and uh, you know, get your tickets now because they're going get dinner with that too, don't you? Yeah, you get a dinner with it. Uh, I'm not sure who we're going to use yet. Either we're going to use Bartolini's or or Baracos. I don't know yet. I haven't picked the choice yet, but. Uh, you know, get throwing it out there to them now that, that, that there's a little competition. There's competition because we're, we're 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 trying to bring in people here, and that's what we're doing. And the American Legion is all about uh, helping helping the public, helping our community. So you know, we want people to come in and enjoy our Legion, enjoy our post, enjoy our gaming machines, enjoy anything that you want here. We are the cheapest place. <laughs> in Evergreen Park, I'm going to tell you that right now. Doesn't look cheap though. You guys have really cleaned it up. It looks wonderful. We spend, we spend a lot of money on stuff, but we we, we want to open it up to our community, and that's the way it's supposed to be. All right, the American Legion is all about community. 9701 South Kedzie, uh, the Legion. We love you guys, and uh, I love this event. And every time you guys have an event, it gets bigger and better. All right, I appreciate it. Thanks, Chris. Another show is wrapped up. Another show's in the books. Another show is wrapped up. And then by the looks, it's going to be a good one. And we'll see you next week. And the nude is basement. And the nude is basement. Another show is wrapped up. Another show is wrapped up. Another show is wrapped up. And it's in the books. Another show is wrapped up, another show is wrapped up, and by the looks, it's gonna be a good one. Nudie's Basement, broadcast, Basement, the Nudie's Basement, the Broad Basement. Slancha. The EP Podcast. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found and always at the eppodcast.com.